I said it earlier, but hey, thank you for my Iowa friends, my Okaboja Iowa t-shirt. I appreciate it. So some of you guys don't know what all that's about. Is uh, I love wearing uh, t-shirts from people all over, because the ministry's all over now, like thousands of people all over the place. So if you got a really cool t-shirt in your area, call me. I'll even buy it, because I like to wear them, like weird stuff. And uh, I don't know if Sue Van Rigamorter, if you're on, she contacted me. She's from my hometown. She's a friend a year older than me in high school, and uh, said she got connected about a month ago and is watching nonstop now, but... Is she on there yet? Can you hear? Oh, well, Sue, if you, you'll watch this later. Um, I remember distinctly going with my mom to your, they owned uh, an egg farm, like going and getting fresh eggs at the Van Rigger Mortar Farm. So that's, uh, that's fun. So that's what everybody from Iowa knows what this is about. So anyway, um, let's get into some good stuff, all right? Um, so Sunday, Sunday nights at 6.30 Mountain, 8.30 Eastern, we do what? Online fellowship, yeah, Zoom. If you go to freedomministries.live, not org, like you can watch live, but .live, we do online fellowship where you can ask questions you can't ask in church. You can ask them in this church, but like, you, like how come the scriptures say this and what is this? Or if you need prayer, it's just really, because uh, we're getting bombarded right now going, we can't find a, a real church like this anywhere. And I go, they're tough. So we just make that available. So usually it's at freedomministries.live, 8.30 Eastern, uh, automatically connects you to Zoom. Tomorrow night, I may or may not. So Barb and I are going to be flying over the Atlantic, actually, tomorrow at that time. So I'm going to try to get online, see if the Wi-Fi is good enough. So I'll try to get on it. So we're, we're flying to Switzerland early in the morning tomorrow. So, yeah. Yeah. She wants to go see the Matterhorn, so we're going to go see the Matterhorn. And um, it's fun. I'm flying business class. Thank you, Father. <laughs> I'm just a pansy that way. So uh, it's so bad. Like, it's I could talk about that too, just how it happened, because I accidentally bought a package where it was not upgradable, and I was crying. I'm going, nope, nope, you got to do what you've been teaching now. See yourself in business class. And so I was all ecstatic last night. I was like, sweetie, we got it. Thank you, Lord. There is a God. He loves me, right? Wasn't I happy? <laughs> I promised I was going to be good, though, if I got coach class just going. I'm a loser, man. Just in the yeah, I, I could get grumpy, and that's where I do get grumpy. Travel. What? Is it what? No, no, no. We told our kids, uh, we do enough for you. We're just going on our own. No, <laughs> no. We we we've take we're, we've got a couple trips planned for them already, so they're not deprived. So they're they're in good shape, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, all right. What, am I, what do I want to share with you? Oh, a couple things. You guys enjoying this? Yes. Man, that, there's, I'll share, I've got a ton of testimonies. I'm just going to share, um, as many of you guys know our friends, Kurt and Kitty Atkins in Kalispell. So they had heard my friend Tom Lloyd, who's a contractor, and he says, you know what, I haven't looked for business in a year. It's just, I know, I know who I am, and business is just coming to me. He just sees businesses coming to him nonstop. And, and now, like what I shared, uh, he shared it on the online fellowship last week. It really is just a change of heart. That's all it is, is who I am and how valuable I am. He said, you know what? The jobs I used to make 5000 on, I now make 50000 on. Isn't that better? It's just a better way to live, isn't it? And nothing changed except in here. And so then Kurt and Katie, some of you guys have heard their, their testimonies and their book. Um, you can get that online. Uh, what's the title again? What If. Yeah, if you want to, it's a pretty interesting. They share a bunch of their testimonies, um, you know, some of their, uh, their story. They, they had come and 
she was miraculously healed when we prayed for her and never had an issue since. Um, cool stuff that everybody else would be casting demons out and whatever. Not required. There's just a better way to live. Amen? So uh, that's fun if you want to read that. There's some really cool testimonies in that. So anyway, they just sent me, oop, wrong. This is kind of cool because they've, they've just been doing this too now. They just see themselves as prospering. And so um, he says, uh, oh, wait, I get too many of these things. Let's see. Oh, so here he had sent me one earlier. He goes, I can totally relate. Last year, we thanked God for having one of these contractors throw us $100,000 of work on top of everything else. We didn't reach out to anyone. All of a sudden, I was approached at the gym by the contractor. We ended up doing 109000 of work for him last year. And on Monday this week, I told Katie, it would sure be nice to have five more $50,000 contracts. Wouldn't that be good? The next day, I had a call from an individual we, I don't even know, and, and he just decided <clears throat> to give us a yearly contract for over $300,000. We're just living. <laughs> Amen, right? That's called uh, effortless living, isn't it? Sons receive, slaves work. That's why in Moses he said, take the shoes off because he didn't feel worthy to stand in God's presence. But the prodigal son, who shouldn't in the natural felt worthy, right? He just went and, how we were taught, messed up his life. What does the father tell him when he comes back to the house? Put your shoes on. You're worthy to stand here. Isn't that beautiful? So that's the whole servant to sonship anything. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right. So the Lord's Prayer, I want to really dig into this because I've, some of you guys have been talking to a little bit of this. I've really been digging into the, the early church, the Jewish mystics, really, because the, the, early, the early church was primarily Jewish. It was Jewish converts that they didn't look at. Uh, so when, like the Bereans and the early church, when they say we're studying scriptures, what, what were they studying? Old Testament, that was all that was written, right? And so when they're saying we search diligently to say to, to search the scriptures to see if this, what this guy said was true. So they were going, so what's really fascinating about these guys, this is basically, it's like Paul when he's talking about Galatians 4. There's a surface level reading of scripture, which unfortunately that's how most Christians view scripture. The Bible clearly says, right? Not knowing what it clearly says. And so if you just take it as a surface level typically and read it, so the Bible clearly says this, the letters written in ink will do what? kill you. But the spirit behind it, what is it actually saying, gives life. That's what they're trying to say. So the early church, like Paul in Galatians 4, when he talks about Hagar and Sarah and Isaac and Ishmael, um, I, I can go to almost any church in the world and go, hey, who's Ishmael? And they'll say the Muslims. I go, you can't read your book very well, because that's not what it says. Who's, who's Ishmael in there? The Jews. <laughs> It's the Jewish descendants. It was the, the people who had been given the covenant on Mount Sinai. He goes, that's who was born on Ishmael, which leads to slavery. Slave, that's that slavery thing versus sonship. But Sarah is the mother of us all and leads to freedom, the spirit. Amen? So anyway, so they looked at it going, hey, that story of, of Hagar and Sarah and Isaac and Ishmael was not about Hagar, Isaac, and Ishmael. What was it really about? It clearly says in there, he goes, this is an allegory or a story a parable, a myth about something much deeper, and he says it's the two covenants. And what does he say to do with, with Hagar and Ishmael? 
throw them out. Now, if you read it literally, this is where Christians get, they're like, throw out the Muslims. Like, that's not what it says. If you actually read it, it says throw out the Jews then. That's not what we want to do because they're all trying to build the third temple, right? Completely missing the whole thing again. And so the early church, what they looked at is they go, the secrets are in the spirit behind the scriptures. That's what we'll do with the Lord's Prayer tonight, okay? I started last week, but it's pretty cool. Oh, there's so much stuff going on. <laughs> I'm always running into like, sweetie, you got to look at this. Look at this. Holy smokes, that's beautiful. So, oh, what do you want to, what do you want to learn? I, I, like, oh, yud hey vav hey, man, am I getting some revelation on that? Mm, I got to save that, though. It's really quantum physics, unbelievably, once you get into the, the secrets in yud hey vav hey, It's so awesome. Anyway, relax. So... <laughs> Because I really want to get there. I'm like, God, there's so much I want to share. It's like I'm exploding. So where is heaven? Yeah, but if you read scripture, literally you think some, heaven's somewhere else, right? So anyway, that first slide, I just want to show you something. Because I thought this was timely. That, not that, but that is heaven. So Francois, like two days later after I taught that, he posted this on Facebook. He goes, heavenly places are not located somewhere out in space. It is living from within. I go, that's exactly right. The heavenly places are within. And so now the Lord's Prayer will start to make sense. So when anytime it says the heavenly place, the, the heaven meets earth, etc. Oh, you want a little taste of the, the yud vav hey real quick? Because it fits this. So Vav, most of you guys, if you watch Joseph Prince or any of these, it's the hand of grace nailed in grace. Yeah, okay. That's not how the Jewish mystics looked at it. So they said this. They said, Yod is the hand or the, the power of God, the ability to do work. And so that's where we're, every time you see in Scripture where if they have a withered hand or they can't walk, it's, it's they, they've forgotten the power of God within. It's really that's all a picture of. So it's not literally a withered hand, you know, and, and uh, the blind man and all that stuff. It's, it's really a picture of all of us and healing us, healing who we are and who, the thought process, etc. So Yod is the power of God, literally, and the ability, the power of God to do work. And then, hey, most of you guys have heard hey is grace, but if you look at the Hebrew symbolism, hey is just a, an open window with nothing in it. So what do you do in a window? What, what, what's a window for? To look out, to see something, right? And then here, I just want to read you Vav. This is so good. <clears throat> uh, we'll go through Genesis 1, 1, 2, but that's the first time Vav is introduced in the first, uh, uh, and it literally is in a place where heaven and earth meet where he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens, and then it says, vet, vava left off, earth. And so vav, the, the placement of vav suggests two essential connective powers. By joining heaven and earth, it is the connection between spiritual and earthly matters. To a Jew, that was the temple system, right? Where God meets man, where heaven meets earth. And it says, um, vav connects the force of God, the divine hook that binds together heaven and earth. Isn't this interesting? That's the Hebrew letter vav. So Yod is the power of God. Um, hey is an open window. And then Vav literally connects anything that you see in that window to the next what? Hey. So when God says, I am that I am, as a man thinketh, so is he. So Yod is, the power of God is whatever, this is, this is the observer effect in quantum physics perfectly. Here's the power of God. Whatever you see connects yourself to whatever you're looking at. Whatever you see. It connects heaven and earth. That is the Lord's Prayer as we're going to go through it. Isn't that wild? 
That was the power of God. He's like, the kingdom's within, guys. Don't you get it? Whatever you, and that's, that's the observer effect in quantum physics. Until you tell it what to do, it's just a sine wave. It's just energy. But when you go, I want it to look like this, it performs. It becomes what you look at. We like quantum physics. It's, it's, this is just, sorry, I just geek out on that stuff. Because I'm like, ugh. how do you not get excited about that? Just whatever I look at becomes real? That doesn't sound like a lot of external effort, does it? It sounds like heaven and earth within, the kingdom within, the anointings within. Whatever you ask within, whatever you do in the secret place within, you're going to see without, right? And now Einstein and quantum physics are going, yeah, it's true. Whatever you focus on becomes. Hallelujah, man. I don't know if that gets excited about anybody. But that, see, that eliminates toil, toilsome labor is what it says, paneros. Evil works is I have to go work for it. Not that you don't go to work and enjoy your profession or anything like that. What he's saying is you freely receive as a son. Anything that's required, whatever you desire, that's the whole theme of this month was in 2020 because I really want to change your life. What do you want? The power within, the Father within does the work is what he's saying. Here's the power of God. Yod is what you see connects heaven and earth and it becomes what you see. What you see, you become. Yudhe vavhe. Isn't that wild? I love it. So, all right. So I want to show you a, a a quick little clip from Joe Dispenza. It's, it's just a couple minutes. And it's from Heal, if you go look it up. And um, there's gold in this little, this is prayer to a T. So I just want you to watch this real quick, and then we'll get into the Lord's Prayer. The question then is, can you believe in a future that you can't see or experience with your senses yet, but you've thought about enough times in your mind that your brain is literally changed to look like the experience has already occurred. Now, the latest research in neuroscience says you can change your brain just by thinking. So then, as you begin to think about a new possibility, and your brain begins to fire in new sequences and new patterns and new combinations, and you begin to plan your behaviors, and you begin to review in your mind, mentally rehearse who you're going to be in your life, the mere action of mental rehearsal begins to install the neurological circuits in your brain. Now your brain is no longer a record of the past. Now it's in fact a map to the future. And if you were then to begin to emotionally embrace your future before it's made manifest, in other words, you're not waiting for your healing to feel wholeness. You're not waiting for your new relationship to feel love. You're not waiting for the mystical moment to feel awe. You're not waiting for your success to feel empowered. That's the old model of reality of cause and effect. In other words, the materialist, the person who's waiting for their wealth to come to feel abundance, uh, they're living by that model of cause and effect. But the quantum model is about causing an effect, which means you begin to experience your own worthiness and your abundance before it occurs. You have to feel wholeness in order for your healing to occur. Uh, we have to feel love for ourselves and love for life in order for us to have love in our life. And so then to instruct people how to teach their body emotionally how that future could feel like before it's made manifest, if they do it properly, 
their body as the unconscious mind begins to believe it's living in that future reality in the present moment. And they're beginning to signal new genes in new ways that begins to change their body to look like the event has already occurred. So the process of change in the meditative model requires unlearning and relearning. It requires breaking the habit of the old self and reinventing a new self. What we say in neuroscience, pruning synaptic connections and sprouting new connections, unfiring and unwiring and refiring and rewiring, uh, unmemorizing emotions that are stored in the body and then reconditioning the body to a new mind and to a new emotion, no longer signaling the same genes in the same way, but signaling new genes in new ways, beginning to pull your energy out of the past and beginning to invest your energy into the future. What we're teaching people how to do is not to pray to have their prayers answered, but to get up from their meditations as if their prayers are already answered. Because when they're combining that clear intention of their future with that elevated emotion, they're literally changing their energy, they're changing their brain chemistry, they're changing the way their brain works, they're changing their genetic expression, they're changing their chemistry. They're literally becoming somebody else. How's that? That should be in every Bible school on how to pray. It'll save them this much headache and actually work. Isn't that interesting? What does he say? He, he tells them, Mark eleven twenty three twenty four. he tells them all that. He says, we don't teach people to pray to get healed. What do we teach them? To get up from prayer as if you already are healed. He says, we're not waiting for our relationship to get better, and then we're going to feel better about it. What are we doing? We're seeing the relationship completely whole, knowing you're completely loved so you can love others, so you're not picking on each other, right? Going, she does this, that does that. I'm like, that's, just stop, guys. It's, that's failure. It's going to, not going to be good. The only person you're affecting is you because you're expressing what's really in here onto that person, and it's really interesting. And so when you know you're perfectly loved, you love right? You don't keep record of wrong. It's really interesting. So they nail it. He's going, so you feel how you want the marriage to look, and then the person responds. Does that make sense? You feel as if you're already whole, that increased energy level. Think on these things, things that are lovely, of good report of all this, is Philippians 4. Then your body responds, and you become whole. Most people, I think, as I'm trying to get you guys out of this, is they're praying to an outside God, having him do something for them, right? But over and over, Jesus says the kingdom is within, the anointing's within. What you do in the secret place is what's going to be expressed outside, right? Doesn't he say that over and over and over? So when he says a new heaven and a new earth, it's not in Jerusalem. Where is it? It's within you. Read Hebrews. He says, you've come to Jerusalem, the, the Mount Zion, the new Jerusalem, the city of just men made perfect, right? The, the blood that speaks better things than that of Abel. He goes through, and Hebrews is really about hey, if the old covenant was this, the new covenant's much better, but it's spiritual, right? That's why I think it's funny when, when Francois says, if you want to raise money for the third temple, he goes, go get a spa or a pedicure because you're the, you're the temple. You're the temple made without hands. So anyway, you're the skin tabernacle of David that God's presence dwells in, right? You guys getting this? So, all right, so let's, let's keep going. Let's, let's get into this here. All right, Lord's Prayer. So they go, Master, teach us to pray. So do you think he taught them to pray? I would think so, right? 
when, he's, when he says, Lord, teach us how to pray. Because if you go read the narrative, it says he was just praying, so he was off by himself. And, uh, and then they're like, Lord, teach us how to pray, because John taught his disciples how to pray. We're your disciples. You teach us how to pray. And uh, by the way, John taught his disciples one way, but the, what the scripture says, everybody in the new covenant, as great as John the Baptist was, who's better? You are. So he says, everybody in the, new, in the kingdom, as great as John the Baptist was, is better. So there's a better way to pray than how John the Baptist, right? There's a different baptism than John the Baptist, even though we're still throwing everybody in water. Um, and if you want to, it's okay. We'll throw you in water. It's, but it's, it, there's, the kingdom is not external. There's nothing external, right? The kingdom's within. So uh, I'll, this, I'll help. Some of you got, somebody asked a question. I'm not going to say your name because you know who you are. They asked, uh, if this is the true way to pray, um, then how come, how come we talk about all these things like communion and, and um, oh, what was the other thing that they asked? Uh, communion. Oh, and resisting, uh, resisting the devil. James talks about it. What's really interesting is Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says, resist not evil. He says, don't resist it. Don't come against an external force. What do you do? Just change within, right? But in James, it says, resist the diablos and it'll flee from you. So it's all saying the same thing. I want to answer your question now. Save me a, uh, an email. So what's communion? Jesus says, this is my body, this is my blood. If, if nothing happens uh, outside a man, he gives you the instruction. Do this in remembrance. Where do you remember things? Oh, man. So when you take communion, there's literally, I know this is going to upset some of you guys that went to catechism, but there's literally nothing outside of a man that becomes that becomes anything other than what you believe. Does that help you guys? So, because we've seen people like, you get so strict on this where you got to take communion, you got to take a fruit of the vine and you can't do this. And you get, guys, come on. He's saying as, as often as you do this, what he's literally saying is every time you have a meal, just remember you and I are one. We're union. We're married. I'm, you're a co-equal with me. This is my body and flesh of a new covenant. This is where we get that marriage thing where we share this is my flesh, your flesh, and now two have become one, right? That's all communion is. So he's like, do this in remembrance. So every time you eat, you go, hallelujah, man, I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ, and we're one. That's communion. So what are you really doing? You're reminding yourself, do this in remembrance. Oh, yeah, this is who I am. I'm no longer just a human. This is where heaven meets earth. I'm, I have divinity within. That's communion, right? So it's all saying the same thing. So what about resist the diablos? Francois does an awesome job of Diablos. It's dia is from or the source, and balos is the cast down mind. So he says, resist the cast down mind. It's not an external creature that has any power. If you do that, you're going to get a little wacky. And whatever you believe manifests. I mean, we've seen crazy stuff, right? We don't see it. We see it in you. It doesn't happen to us because we're like, no, there's nothing there. It's if you believe it's there, Whatever you believe in your heart shall come to pass. So if you believe you're going to fall around and needs to cast something off and the devil's chasing you, you're going to live in constant fear. And you're going to start blaming some external thing versus within, where you could have this whole time just going, you know what? I'm going to go into the Father's house. I'm going to go within and change this whole deal. Does that make sense to you guys? So it's all saying the same thing, if you get it, because Jesus says, if you don't understand the parable of the sower, you're going to miss everything, which... 
It's amazing how many people go through Bible school and miss everything. So, because they're reading as a surface level, not the spirit behind it. Got it? Okay, so the Lord's Prayer. So they go, Lord, teach us how to pray. So I'm pretty sure Jesus says, if you ask me anything, I'm not going to, if you ask me for uh, a fish, I'm not going to give you something wrong. I'm going to give you what you ask for. So when they say, teach me how to pray, he's going to teach them how to pray. But if you teach it, if you reach it at a surface level, you're going to miss it. So Matthew 6, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corner of the street. External, Right? They like to go, look how holy I am. That they may be seen by men. He tells you why they're doing it, right? Truly, amen, I say unto you, they already have their reward. What's their reward? They're seen by men, right? But there's nothing going on with here, so they're not going to get anything except be seen by men. It's, God withholds nothing, so he's not going, yeah, Raynell, you prayed right. You didn't pray right, so now I'm not going to give you. That's not who he is. He goes, I've freely given you everything. I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Already. It's already done. Fini. Right? It's over. So how do we receive? How do you pray? That's really what he's talking about here. So he said, if you're just going to do it externally with vain repetitions, you already received your reward. You're going to look cool and be the noisiest person at your prayer group, but everybody gets annoyed by you. So, um, <clears throat> but you, when you pray, so now he gets into it, enter the closet. So he's telling them, don't do it externally. Go within, into the closet, right? And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father, which is where? In secret. In the Old Covenant, when he's doing types and shadows, he says, I'm going to meet you in the secret place of the Most High. Where is that? Between the cherubim, right? They thought it was the temple system where heaven met earth, but the revelation was, no, you're the tabernacle. So he's going to meet you within, where you can't see it, right? So, <clears throat> the Father which is in secret and the Father which seeth in secret, I looked that up, it's, it's cryptos, and I'm sure that's where we get like cryptocurrency and but anyway, it's the hidden, the secret things, the part, the inward nature or character. So he goes, whatever you do in here, inwardly, the Father's going to see. Right? Because deep calls to deep. Spirit calls to spirit. So what you do within, the groanings within, what you do within, he sees. Right? Because you do it within. The Father's within. So he sees you within. <clears throat> He's going to reward you openly. So whatever the Father sees you doing in here... What's going to happen is what's going to happen externally, right? And it, I want you to get this. He's not divvying things out or not divvying things out, right? We have that idea of God. So if we're one, the Father and I are one. Doesn't it say that? So prayer is, is really like Barbara and I were talking about this. Once you really start to grasp it, it's, it's really going, if I'm going within, I'm not asking God, Lord, can I have this? Um, I'm going within. And so what am I going to tell myself? Yeah, you can have it. Oh, good. Thank you, Father. Because the Father and I are one, right? You guys get this? It's actually silly. It's, so people are like, yeah, Lord, please. I was sharing like how we were taught to believe and receive. We're hemorrhoiding, just doing it. So, And it really is this. It's just you go, you know what, Lord? Oh, like, like, like Kurt and Katie and, and Tom, those testimonies are like, you know, it'd be really great to have five new contracts worth 50000 Can I have that, Lord? Yeah, sure you can. Oh, good. You answer yourself. You're, it's within, right? You're one. So your voice is the voice you're going to hear. So what do you want? Tell yourself good things is what he's saying. Right? Is this starting to make sense? Okay. So 
the father sees in the inward nature, he shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not rain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. It's not about speaking. In fact, if you even look at Jesus, he's going, the only reason I'm saying this out loud is so you know what I'm doing within. That's what he tells his disciples, right? But the Father always hears me, is what he says. And he's not saying anything. That's what they're going, what are you doing in there? You're all quiet. And and you come out. Teach us how to pray. So he's telling them. All right? So don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not therefore like unto them. Your father knows what things you need of before you require him, or you lay hold of it. Is that word ask? Lay hold of it. After this manner, therefore pray. He's going, so don't do, he's telling you what not to do first. Don't use vain repetition. And when we recite the Lord's Prayer, it is the epitome of vain repetition, isn't it? Let's all say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. I can just tell you, when I was a little kid, I'm going, I can't wait for church to get over because I can go watch the NFL game. And Hawaii is awesome because you could get to church and still watch all the games. Thank you, Father. I wish I lived there. <laughs> there was nothing going on in here when I said the Lord's Prayer. Anybody relate to that? And I see it now, like, our Father, they get all serious, right? And it's like this, this low rumble when we do it. Like, let's just do it like how you grew up. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father. And the preacher shuts up, and you guys keep talking. Hallelujah, right? Nothing happened. I promise you, nothing happened there. (laughs) That is the definition of vain repetition. It's much words. It's a bunch of things. It's not about external words. What is it? It's within. Then he tells you, our Father. Like I said, we could stop six months right there. Our Father. And I'm just going to share this. I've shared this with you before. If you can call him a father, fathers give birth to what? Sons and daughters, right? So if you can call him a father and you have a Jewish inheritance, a Jewish mindset, let me just read. This is from a, a Jew, uh, Hebrew for Christians. You guys have heard me do this before, but he says, What is a son? When a child is declared to be a man's son, he is from that point on considered to be equal in all matters with his father. I'm going to show you that in John 14. This was not bestowed in childhood, but when the father considered the son old enough to take over family affairs or himself too old to handle himself any longer, he befitted sonship on them, right? From the time a child was declared to be a son, he was from that time forth to be considered the very image of the father. Doesn't this line up with scripture perfectly? If you've seen me, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen who? Father, because I'm a son. So if I'm a son, I'm the very image of the father. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, who are you? You're looking at the fullness of Godhead in a body. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the whole kabang is you looking in the mirror. Isn't that beautiful? So when you ask the Father, can you have something, the Father in the mirror should say what? Yes, you can. I am that I am. What you believe you are, you are. As a man thinketh in his heart, he is. Right? Whatever you see within is going to attach yourself to what you're looking at. That's, what, that's literally what it means. So, in other words, if he made a business deal with you, you could consider the deal as if the father himself made it. He was the son, and thus the official representative of the father. Doesn't that sound exactly what Paul's saying in Romans? He's saying God was in Christ reconciling the, the entire creation to himself. Therefore, as ambassadors, go share this amazing ministry of reconciliation. You're ambassadors is what he's saying, right? You represent the father. Not the decision could he make, which did not mean his father was bound to it. Whew, if we could just get that, right? Ask you, I'm bound to give that to you. 
so your joy may be full, right? All right. He was now his father's representative, is authorized to speak for his father in all things. Therefore, it was unnecessary to hear the son and the father's opinions on the matter. If the son made a decision, then that's the way it was. So when you make a decision, then that's the way it is. Good or bad, that's the scary part. And when you make, when you're thinking on the wrong things constantly, then you go, the devil's after me. But what's really happening? You're choosing the wrong thing. You're not thinking on the, you're thinking on everything you don't want to happen instead of what you do want to happen. That's Carolyn Leaf. She goes, if you knew how powerful thoughts were, Joe Dispenza just talks about it, you literally rewire synapses in your brain and create new ones. And that's some of you guys where you're like, it's just, I can't get over it. It's the over and over. You have to. You're, you're going to have to take, you're going to have to take a little bit of, that's the, to the labor to enter into rest is only catch yourself. Just think on the things you want to happen versus everything that might could inversely badly happen, right? Because whatever you're thinking on, the, the ultimately is going to rewire that. And when you wake up in the morning, I don't care how positive you are, or I read the Bible for an hour and I prayed in tongues eight hours, nothing will happen if this doesn't change. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. So, but it's not hard. That's the thing. A child can do it. It's, it, a child can do it. Childs have really vivid imaginations, don't they? So that's what, that's really is, once you get that, what you do within literally will appear. It's no harder or more of a struggle than that. Now prayer gets kind of exciting, doesn't it? Like, let's go create some stuff. What do you want your life to look like? Lord, could I have this? That would just be wild. Yes, you can. Because you're a son. As many as believed him, he granted sonship. And then he said, right? He's given you the power to become sons. He's given you something. He's given you, he's, he didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. And I'm not talking about, <laughs> we grew up, power. This lady's up there, power. I'm like, well, ah, that, geez, scary. Like, she was scary, wasn't she? She's like prancing around like, oh, no, like you can be feminine about this. You don't have to be cool. It's just, no, like you are, you're the, the studette, like my wife. She just walk around. She's like, mm, mm, be whole. When the son says it, the father does it. The father within does the work. Isn't that better? Once you, hey, guess what? This mystery, you thought the anointing was on the outside, but the anointed one, the Messiah is where? <laughs> within, within. So, Oh, that's so good. So our father, because you can call him a father, you're co-equal with the father. You're a son. You're bar mitzvah. You get it? Okay. The true sons are not the, the, the lineage of the fleshly Abraham. The true sons are who? Ones who believe. Oh, I get it. I'm a son. Peter, who's the son of man? The question is, I'm, am I a son of a man? Yes. Aren't I? I was birthed from men. You were birthed for men, right? And he goes, who are you, Peter? Who's the son of man? And what does Peter say? Son of God. Your real birth is from above. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, Peter. But upon that revelation, I'm going to build my church. When you know you're a son. That was the question. Isn't that cool? So let's wake up and be sons and daughters. Like, oh, sleeper, wait, wait. Oh, I shared with us with our prayer group, right? Ashley, it's like, I want to share so much how the early church taught prayer. It was spirit to spirit. It was, it, man, I got to keep going. 
Over the next couple weeks, man, it's so good, isn't it? Just so good when you can talk spirit to spirit. They would, they would literally do this. They would, like, uh, Dennis, if I'm praying for you, they don't even know, you don't even know I'm praying for you, right? All they would do is in their spirit, they would have a conversation with you and go, Dennis, wake up. This is not who you are. You're loved, you're prosperous, you're abundant, you're whole. Now wake up. When they would go on their way. Spirit to spirit, because the spirit can't reject anything that's of life, because he's life and life more abundantly. They, that's how they prayed. So now I have this picture of, of when they're walking through and just their shadows healing them. They're not saying anything. They're just going, stand up, stand up. You're perfectly loved son and daughter. You're whole, you're whole. Stalking spirit to spirit. Isn't that cool? So much better, so much better. So anyway, our father, you're a son. That's the first part. All right, in heaven. All right, where's heaven? <laughs> it's within. But how, when you grew up, where was heaven? Didn't we do that? Your head naturally. I catch myself still doing it. Father. Or it's... Really, it's wherever you, wherever you are is where heaven is, right? So where's hell? Same place. That's what it says. Hell, if you read Revelation, it says, is in the presence of the Lamb and the holy angels. So heaven and hell is not a distinct place where you get separated. That's this whole weird separation deal. Heaven and hell is what you tell yourself and who you are. And what you're, that's what you're going to experience. Amen? That was early church, guys. Don't blame me. Going, you're just making this up. These are the writers of the Bible. So, hallowed. Hallowed means holy sanctified. This is going to mean something. When he sends his what spirit? Holy Spirit. Right? So, hallowed be thy surname. Surname. Your true birth, your true family is your surname, right? That's where he says, he's the name above every name and is the father of all. So I'm a Popovich, right? You're a Wyatt. But uh, your true name is, your true birth is what? I am that I am. It's my father. And the father and I are now one. So whatever you think you are, you are. That's the family you're in. So I, I, like, I like to share it with, because to make it tangible, I like to share it with Bill Gates. So if you're struggling financially and they all suddenly go, hey, guess what? We just got to call the courts. Somehow you were adopted. Like, these, aren't, these are your parents that, that raised you, but your real dad is Bill Gates. And he just left you a billion dollar trust fund. Wait, what? I'm an heir to the Gates Foundation? Wouldn't that change how you th- look at finances and money? So he's like, I own Bill Gates. I own Visa. I own all of it. And you're a joint heir. Hallowed be thy surname. When you realize your birth from above, that's your son, right? Isn't that Romans says? Paul is going, all of creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of what? Sons. When you realize your sons. And the son means something. It means you're a co-heir with the father. So thy kingdom come. All right. So we're, I, I love this in church. We're advancing the kingdom. Right? How do you do that? Well, I saved so-and-so in Brazil. That's not advancing the kingdom. They don't know they're a son yet. They have no deal. Right? And they're not stupid. You're going to give me money? Sure. I'll say your words. You'll build me a house? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good deed. Is that a good deed? It's a good deed. 
But did it, did it advance the kingdom? Not if it didn't go within, because the kingdom's where? Within. So unless they know their perfectly loved son and daughter, the kingdom didn't go one inch. Does that help you guys? I'm not saying they're not good works. We do them. That's what Inspire 100 and all the things we're doing is about. But we, we do it to show that they're tangibly loved. Because once they know they're tangibly loved, uh, now I advance the kingdom. Does that help? Maybe. So, all right. So he goes, thy kingdom come. Here's how the kingdom's going to come. The kingdom's within, right? Thy will be done where? On earth, as it is in heaven. All right, let's go to this next slide. I, I, I wanted to show you this and go into it a little bit more because it's John. All right, so Jesus clearly says, the Father which art in heaven. So the Father's in heaven, whatever heaven is, okay? And then Jesus tells us where the Father is. And where's the Father? All right, let's read this. So here's Philip going. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it's enough for us. Jesus said to him, you've gone through Bible school. You should be telling me. <laughs> Have I been so long with you yet you still don't understand this, Philip? That's my paraphrase, right? Do you not believe that I am where? In the Father? Okay, so the Father's in heaven, but he's telling them Jesus is in the Father, and where's the Father? And the Father's in him, so wherever heaven is, it's where? In him. Now he, he's going to throw us a zinger here pretty quick. He's going to tell us, and we're in you. So where's heaven? It has to be in you, right? You guys get it? Oh. Have you been with me so far? How can you say, show me the Father? Show us the Father. Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me? The words I say unto you, I do not speak of my own initiative. But the Father abiding in me does what? Who's going to do all the work when you're true prayer? Father within, right? The Father within is going to do all the work. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. Otherwise, believe because of the crazy stuff we're able to do, knowing that we're sons and the Father's in us. That's what he's saying, right? If you don't believe I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, if you go read all the, the Christian narratives, they say that. They're going, some of the, the Jewish council were pretty nervous. Like, this guy is doing stuff. And nobody can do this unless he's of God. Maybe we should just let him do it. <laughs> You remember the, some of those narratives when they're, when they're going before the, the Pharisees and Sadducees and Pontius Pilate? They're like, I don't know, man. This guy's doing some stuff. And it's everything that was predicted the Messiah was going to do. And then, and then he's going, and then you're going to do it. Right? So, all right. So that's what he's saying. Father abide in me does the work. Okay, the anointing within is going to do the work. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. Otherwise, believe because the works themselves. Amen, amen. Is that in Greek? It says, truly, truly, I say to you, who believes in? Now, most of us grew up like this. Barbara and I were talking about this today. I said, if you grew up and you wanted to be patted on the head, um, if, if the elders of the church say, do you believe in Jesus, what do you say? Oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. Do you? What does it actually mean? Here's what's really interesting. Truly, truly, I tell you, he who believes in. Now, this in is not n. N is the preposition inside something. In is different. If you go look in Greek, he changes it here. If you believe ice, not N, it actually makes a big difference here. Literally, I pulled this out of Helps Word Studies, literally, motion into which, implying penetration, union. So here's what he's saying. Truly, truly, I say to you, he, believe, he who believes 
he and I are one. Right? Most Christians would say, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Then let's go pray and heal this person. Oh, it's only if it's the God's will. You don't believe you're one. Right? Do you? Because if Jesus himself came to you right now and go, you're healed, get up, most of you would go, yes! Right? He's going, when you believe you're one, now what's going to happen? When you believe you're in union with me, is literally that ice, that preposition ice, now the works that I do, you will do also, and greater works than these will you do because I go into the Father. Whatever you ask as a Bill Gates family member, you're going to receive financially. That's, I'm just going to put it in terms you guys understand, right? But you could go, is, is, is healing... One John says this. It says, as he is, so are you right now in this world. So is he perfectly whole? Yeah, yeah. Then are you perfectly whole? Yeah. Then you're not begging him to heal you. Right. You realize you're union. Wait a minute. Speak to your spirit. Right? No. I'm, you don't pray to get healed. Joe Dispenza, he goes, they come out of prayer feeling the feelings if they already healed. Right? You know what he says? Then he goes, the person you become, that new heart and that new mind, literally can't relate to being that old person of being sick anymore because they're not the same person. Mm -hmm. It's good. So whatever you ask, knowing that you're a family member, however Jesus is, who's going to do it? He's going to do it within. The anointing within, the Father within, right? The father gives birth, the father, if, you, if we look at father in a male-female relationship, they have a, a zygote, remember that from biology? So what does the male give as a sex cell? Sperm, right? This isn't hard. Like. <laughs> it's, it's, I know you're not supposed to talk about that stuff in church, but he, they talk about it in scripture a lot, right? So the, the father provides the sperm, the, the woman within, the, the womb man, what comes out of a womb, you and I are the womb man, right? We, that's what it says. We are the womb man. We came out of a womb, right? So when the father gives the sperm, does the woman who conceives go, I can't do that? No, she's the submissive bride is what it says. And what's, what's done in the heart, in the spirit, the subconscious will produce whatever you planted there. Get it? He goes, all nature speaks of me. So if you get that, you're going to get the kingdom within. That's the parable of the sower. Every seed gives off off of its kind, right? That's what Noah's Ark is all about, if you really want to understand it. I don't... It's comical to me, actually. Like, if With all of our technology, they're building an external ark in Ohio, and it leaks. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's, there's a spiritual meaning behind it, which was the real meaning, Right? When, when two or more agree on earth as touching anything, what's produced? Whatever they agree on. Right? That's the whole story. When two or more agree, when the, when the upper and the lower agree on earth as touching anything, it happens. When this and this relate. Right? So if you think you're a lion, what's it going to produce? A lion. If you think you're a platypus, what's it going to produce? Every seed produces after its kind. Right? Now, if you, if you need to believe that a, a penguin, you ever seen penguins, how slow they walk? If you really think they, they went all the way from Antarctica to the Middle East and jumped on a wooden ship, you missed the parable. <laughs> 
If you understand the parable of the sower, you understand every parable. Otherwise, you're going to drastically get this wrong. That's what Jesus says, right? So the literal meaning is not where it's at, guys. It's the spiritual meaning behind it. Follow me? All right. So I'm not trying to upset you. I'm trying to get you to understand Scripture, how awesome it is. It's all telling the same story. So whatever you ask, knowing that you're a family member, who's going to do it? I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. They're going to realize, you are a son. You're doing stuff that only the Father could do. Get it? When you do it, it's got to be God within because you couldn't have done that. You're going to be, the Father's going to be glorified when you act like a son. Okay? So if you ask me anything, knowing that you're a family member, who's going to do it? How many times did he say, I'm going to do the work? Most of us, when we, when we try, like, what do you want? What do you really want your life to look like in 2020? What does your brain start doing? How am I going to do it? Who's going to do it? He tells you over and over and over and over. All your job is to conceive, plant the seed, and the Father within will, be, will, will do the work. He will do it because you're a family member so that you'll be glorified. Get it? It's awesome. Does that help you guys? Okay, keep going. Next slide. We're almost done here. I, didn't, I read this last time, but I wanted you to see it face-to-face. So, All right, so whatever you, whatever you do within, he's going to ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Who's this helper? The Holy Spirit is what he says, right? The comforter, the Holy Spirit. That he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because he can't see him, because the Spirit of truth is in the secret place, in the closet. It's not physical. The kingdom's within. You can't see it. So people are like, have a hard time going, how can this possibly happen? It doesn't make any sense. When I just go, you know what? It'd be really nice to have five $50,000 contracts, Father. The Father within goes, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And it, he does the work. And it happens. The people, places, and things, whatever is here. That's what he says. The earth brings forth its fruit by itself. You plant, it brings. Right? Does that help? Okay. The I'm going to give you the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because he does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be where? In you. So when you pray, where are we going? Inside, right? I don't care what you do. If you do this, this, it really doesn't matter. I like to put earphones on and lay on my bed, right? And snore, fall asleep. Because <laughs> I know the Father's doing the work. Does that help? I'm not striving in prayer. Like some of you guys, I can tell you're trying to meditate like, and like, no, (laughs) no, you labor to enter into rest means, oh, quiet all this external stuff down. What I see out here is movable, right? (sighs) Relax a little bit. Go within is really what he's saying. Come back into the house. Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So you just relax into it. Exactly what you desire, knowing that the Father within is going to do the work. Cool? All right. He abides with you and will be in you. He will not leave you as orphans. An orphan has no parents. See, this is a big deal to a Jew. When he says true religion is taking care of the, what is an orphan? Because in their culture, they didn't have anybody if, that, if you were a widow or an orphan, you're kind of on your own, right? Outcast. And, and uh, somebody says, you're not going to be an orphan. You're not going to be that. You're going to have a father. Whoa. And if God is my father, then how much do I have? 
In other words, you could consider if you're a son, this is from the Hebrews for Christians, you could consider the deal as if the father himself made it. He was a son, thus the official representative of the father. Not a decision could he make, which did not mean that his father was also bound to it. It was unnecessary to hear the son and the father's opinions on the matter. If the son made a decision, then that's the way it was. Cool, isn't it? So make the decision where? If the kingdom is where, where do you make the decision? This is who I am. I'm going to guard my heart and mind with everything I got because I know whatever I plant here, I'm going to see, right? So most of you guys, teach me how to meditate. I go, you're, you're the, the most amazing meditator ever. I see it in your emails. You tell me everything that possibly could go wrong or everything that is going wrong. By default, what are you meditating on? Think on these things, things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that are good report, right? Karen, Karen Leaf, if you knew how powerful bad thoughts were, you'd never have another one yourself because it's going to come to pass because the Father within is one with you and you go, this is who my... This is what my marriage is. Keep going. So you're going to experience some more of it, right? But I'm praying to God. No, but no, it's in here. Start to see this already whole, loved, perfect, and then guess what happens? Miraculously, it happens. Isn't that wild? Spirit to spirit. It's a, it's a really beautiful thing. If you want to, uh, if, if, you, if your bank account's saying one thing, what do you do? Go within. Thank you, Father. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share on Jacob and Esau one of these weeks. It's so good. Oh, so good. Again, it's this parable of what really is Scripture is all about, right? The, the earthly man is Esau, the hairy man. Who's the hairy man? We're the blood man, right? We're full of blood and have, have hair. But the smooth man is who? The spirit, Jacob. It's smooth. There's no hair. He's the second Adam. Does that make sense? So when, when Jacob, so when he says, I love Jacob but didn't like Esau, he's going, I hated this old covenant where you had to go do the work. The spirit's supposed to rule over the son, over the older. The younger's supposed to rule over the older. First the physical, then the spiritual. So when the father, when he's coming to him to give him his inheritance, he, who does he tell to come near to him? Jacob. Esau goes out hunting, Right? Jacob comes near to him. It's awesome. The spirit man will rule over the physical man, right? So most people are reactive. They're going, my bank account says this. Then what, what, what should we be doing? Thank you, Father. It feels so good to always have more than enough. Whereas I give, it always comes back. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Thank you, Father. This is who I am. I can never run out. I have this infinite supply. Does that make sense to you guys? That's Jacob. And I, I heard a, a, a story. I leapt to my feet. It just like rang true in my spirit. He goes, so whatever your bank account is, have Jacob tell it there's 50 times more in there. I was like, whoa. I, I just like something exploded in me. It's like, have the spirit man say, no, this is how it is because whatever you do in here is, is what's going to conform to the physical. The spirit controls the physical. So whatever 50 times more in your bank account is, wouldn't that be good? That'd be good? Yeah, do that. Let the spirit rule over the flesh, right? What you do within, who's going to do it? The Father's going to do it. Do we have to know how it's going to work? No. Isn't that amazing? 
And I was like this, I, I just totally blew it, and I bought an, an, an unupgradable fare. I'm going, jeez, such an idiot. You know how you hate to fly coach. So honestly, I'm, I'm like praying, going, I'm seeing myself <laughs> flying business class. I'm seeing, thank you, Father. I see my wife over here laying down. Would you like a glass of wine, sir? Yes, two, please. Thank you, Father. Right? Oh, it's, it's, it's time to sleep. If you, you, you got the little lever here and you're, it lays down into a bed. Put my earphones on my little blanket. They give you actually socks to put on so your feet don't stink when you get there. <laughs> and there you are. I was picturing myself doing all this. I would picture myself waking up in Switzerland and go, I love my wife. Thank you, Lord. And then yesterday I was like, I know a way around this. I can upgrade with miles. And I was like, it just is like, yes, thank you, Father. So the Father within knows everything that needs to take place, right? Because in the nat- I called I called everybody. So I did everything in the natural. I'm calling United, I'm calling Lufthansa, I'm calling everybody. Like, don't you know who I am? I'm a son. No, we, no, we don't know who you are, sir. Right? <laughs> I didn't actually say that, but mentally I'm just going, wait a minute, I'm a son, right? I'm a son. I'm like, no, sonship's within, so you got to go within and see as if it's already done and feel as if it's, ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Right? So good. Uh, after a little while, you'll... S- Oh, I will not leave you orphans. Orphans mean you have a son, mean you have a mom or dad, and he's going to come to you. Has he come to us? No, he hasn't. We're still waiting for the second coming. Did he come? Hey, I'm going to go, but I'm going to send you somebody better. Right? And I'm going to come to you. When did the spirit of sonship come? Pentecost, that's what it said. Remember, he's, he's, Lord, Lord teaches to pray. Hallowed be thy name. It's not, it's not the pastor up there getting holy. Hallowed be thy name. That's not what it is. Holy, holy, sanctified, set apart spirit. In that day, you're going to realize that I'm in you, you're in me, and we're in the Father, right? And so when they, when, at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was sent, did they always have the Spirit of God within? Yes. So what changed at Pentecost? I got a revelation that I'm a son, right? I'm still waiting for some of you guys to get that revelation. But trust me, he's not, you're not waiting for the second coming. He's come. He's here. The new Jerusalem's here. You're within it, is what he says, right? So there's nothing to wait for. So I, after a little while, you'll, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Where are you going to see him? I'm going to meet you face to face. Where do you see him? You're going to see him by what you do in here is manifested so that you're going to realize, whoa, the Father's in me. The Father, the Son is glorified, the Father's glorified in the Son. Whoa, what I do in here actually happens, right? What the Father sees what you do in here secretly, then it comes to pass. This is helping at all because it works. I'm just telling you it works. So because I live, you will live also. In that day, you will know that I'm in the Father and you are in me and I'm in you. Father, which art in heaven, where is that? You. So where's heaven and earth where God meets man? That's the yud heh vav heh. The Hebrew mystics said the vav is the secret connector between heaven and earth. It's within man. What you see in that open window attaches yourself to exactly what you're looking at. Doesn't that sound like quantum physics? The observer effect. Isn't that cool? All right, last, last slide. Is this helping? All right. So if you're praying for anything, marriage, finances, health, 
You're not begging God to do something for you, right? You're one with him. When you, when you believe that you're, when you believe in me, not I believe in Jesus, not that thing that rolls off your tongue as a Christian. When you believe you're ice me, in union with me is what it actually says. When you believe that you're penetrating in me, we're two have become one. It's this, this, this intimacy in marriage where husband and wife, where there's this penetration where we realize two have become one. When you're in union with me, greater works will you do. See how he's telling them how to pray in the Lord's Prayer? All right, so the heavenly realm is within. It's not outside of you. You're not begging God. You're just going to get frustrated, guys. You're going to come up with this book, how to pray, that book, how to pray. Prayer is simply resting in what you see within, denying what's out here, knowing that what you keep hold of within, only thinking on what you want to happen from this day forward is what's going to come to pass. It's no harder than that. Okay? So what you do in heaven, in the heart and mind within, that's where he says it is, it will be done to you physically. What you do, in, here's how the kingdom's going to come. What you do in heaven will be seen on earth. See that theme he keeps saying? What you do in the secret place will be seen by all outside. The anointing within is you're going to realize that I'm in you, you're in me. And like, whoa, what I do in here is what happens out here. That's true prayer. Okay? So make sure you're, make sure you're not letting the physical reality reign over you. That's how most people do. They're like, oh my God, this happened. Oh my God, my job's going away. Oh my God, I was diagnosed with this. Oh my God. My wife's this. Oh my God, my husband's this. You're letting the physical reign over you. And Jacob's supposed to rule over Esau. The spirit's supposed to control the flesh, not the other way around, right? I get it. Things happen. People always go, did things happen? Yes, they happen. Yes. That's why I tell people, it's easier just to be mildly stupid like every one of you. It's than try to be like, we're holier than now. No, that's not who we are. Stuff happens, doesn't it? Rare, more, less and less, because we know how to do this. So when something happens, hey, we might freak out for a little bit. But shalom, shalom. The union within controls all the chaos is what it says. He, he calmed the sea. The sea is where all the chaos was. He walked on the sea and said, shalom, calm it, right? And that, that same spirit's within. So <clears throat> the spirit is to reign over the physical. So like that's where I was listening to that service and this old, this guy He's like, so your bank account says this. Have Jacob put in 50 times more in your bank account. See, see your bank account has 50 times more. And then let it be. The Father within will produce it. Like, my spirit lapped on that one. I was like, that is awesome. I'm going, no wonder they could just walk through the sick and just go, behold. So the spirit is to reign over the physical. Jake's going to reign over the Esau, right? Believing in Jesus and praying in the name or surname is understanding you're in union. It's not, I believe in Jesus, so I'm going to get somewhere someday when I die. That is not what he's talking about. He's saying when sozo or salvation, wholeness is within. So when you believe in him, that you're one with him in him, and you believe in me, ice, that you're in union with him, now you're praying, right? Oh, wait a minute. I'm one with him. So then he says, greater works will you do when you believe in that ice, when you believe you're in union with him. Just, just help. Guys, here's what he says. When you pray, the what, because you're a family member, the Father within will do it for you. So don't think when you're, when you're seeing and feeling exactly what you want to happen in your life that you're just, it's just meditation or I'm trying to manifest. I, I know that all these words, like, I'm trying to manifest this. No, you're literally trusting in the power within to bring it to pass because it says the Father's going to do it. 
what you do, that's why he says, when you pray, believe you have received it. You're praying from the position of, I already have it. You're praying from the result, not trying to get to the result, right? That's why I don't like the, the language of manifesting and, and all that, really, because that means I'm trying to go manifest something versus, hey, I would like this. Thank you, Father. I see myself as already having it. And let the Father bring the people, places, things, everything I need, bring it to pass. We know not how, but I'll see the harvest, is what he says. So the Father will be glorified in you. Cool? Is that a better way to pray? All right, so what would you like to, this is just the theme for this month, because it's the beginning of the year, and it's not New Year's resolution, you're going to fail. See yourself as already, so, hey, listen, if you see yourself as already whole and fit and whatever, guess what's going to happen? It's actually going to come. It's an interesting deal, right? Well, you know, no, I don't know that. You know that, because I only think on these things. Well, that'll give you this. No, that'll give you that. So I refuse that. That's not how it works. So start seeing and feeling as if it's already happened. When you believe you already have it, right? Then it comes. So you pray as if it's already happened in gratitude. So if I already have something, it's natural to be grateful, isn't it? Oh, thank you, Father. Like the, the, the couple that received their free house on 38 acres, it feels so wonderful to have this. Their bank account didn't say they had it. But they had Jacob rule over Esau. They had the spiritual reign over the physical. We know not how, but it's going to come to pass. And it came to pass. Isn't that cool? I've really, Alexandra, I've been sharing your testimony a lot because my parents were teachers, right? So, and Barb's parents were teachers. So how would you like this? When, I shared it last week when she was going, I, I hate my job. It's this, this, I don't have any time to work, etc. All right, what do you want? Well, let's get really clear on what you want. So this is a teacher. Now, I want to make more money than I ever had. I only want to work four hours a day, half a year, and I want six paid vacations, two to four weeks at a time, business class anywhere in the world. Go down to District 11 and go, here's what I want. <laughs> In the natural, would every teacher tell you that's impossible? They're letting the physical reign over them. They're still, wake up so sleeper, you're dead. You're dead to yourself yet, right? You don't realize who you are. So when she goes, this is who I am, four months later, she's, she has it. The cool part of it was always there. She's always had the inheritance at all times. So whatever you're desiring is always there already, right? Matter's neither created nor destroyed. It just changes form is what Einstein says, right? So when he says, it's finished, what's finished? Everything you could ever desire. It just changes form from spirit to, to physical. That's E equals MC squared. Einstein, energy equals mass. So when you change your feeling of gratitude, thank you, Father, I already have that. The physical has to change because they're co-equals. Got it? Does that help? Let me just share one thing with you, and then uh, we'll be done. This is kind of Joe Dispenza, and, and then uh, I just want to share this. because. So here's what he's saying. So within, the kingdom is within, the head and the heart, right? Guard your hearts and minds. Philippians 4, guard your hearts and minds. Guard your hearts and minds. Why? Because whatever you do there is what you're going to experience in life. Guard your hearts and minds because out of it are the issues. So he says your thoughts, what you do between the cherubim have an electrical charge. Your feelings have a magnetic charge. Your feelings have, are a million times more powerful than your thoughts, right? How you think and feel sends out electromagnetic signature. You can actually measure it. You can, that's where when somebody's grumpy and depressed all the time, when they walk into the room, what do you feel? God, you feel how heavy that is? I mean, we're like, sometimes I come home, it's like drip, drip, drip. It's like, oh, it's aching bones is what it says when sometimes. Like it just, it's draining, right? So 
Your brain is a record of the past. It's an artifact. Your emotions uh, stored in your body are also a record of past experiences. So most people spend their entire life reliving the past because they're not changing what they're thinking and feeling, right? We teach you not to pray to get something to happen. We teach you to pray as if it's already happened. With gratitude, then the mass will change, the physical desire that you wanted. But when you begin to envision a possible future, your brain begins to rewire because that's cutting off some synapses and growing some new ones. Intention, getting a clear intention of what you want. When you're truly inspired by the vision, it gives you an elevated emotion, doesn't it? When you're like, oh, God, that would be awesome. If you're looking for healing, like Jesus, Jesus comes to you today and goes, you're whole. What would, what, how do you feel? Almost every one of you do it. Oh, it'd be awesome. That's the prayer. You go, God, it's so awesome. I already have this. Thank you, Lord, right? And the mass has to change. That's what he's saying. Now your brain and body are not in the past. They're creating your future. Get it? So you are broadcasting a new electromagnetic signature. The quantum field or the Holy Spirit, the love of God, responds because love is responsive. The vision with your elevated emotion is the blueprint of your destiny. What you guard your heart and mind. So you guys want a, a kick butt life? Start to see and feel as if it's already done. Not begging God to do it. You see it like in your secret place, get crazy. Like this is what I'd want. Oh Lord, if you, that would be just the bomb. And then realize when you're looking at him going, yeah, I'm in the father of one. Oh, by the way, I have that. I can have that? Yes, you can have that. Thank you. Because you're one. So you see it within is done and it's done. All right? And everything in your life will change once you start praying like that. I promise. So you can get to your feet. Hopefully that makes sense. Ah. The Father within does it, guys. You don't have to figure it out. The Father within doeth the works, right? So whatever you're desiring right now, is it already done? Yeah, it's teleos. He's the end of time. There's no time. It's just, yeah, okay, you can have that. It's just really all prayer is doing is bringing your future to you. No, it's the end of time. You can, so you're not waiting. Jesus goes, you guys keep saying the harvest is still yet to come. What does he say the harvest is? Harvest is right now. You can have it right now. You're not waiting because hope deferred makes what? The heart's sick. So decide you already have it now and you get, good, you get joyful. You mean I can have it now? Yes, as if you, I'm outside of time. I already gave it to you. Wake up. Let's already have it. So you, you go within and only see what you desire to happen. Then the Father within makes it happen. He doeth the works. We know not how. You don't have to figure it out. Isn't that cool? How could that lady figure out how to get six business clap trips as a teacher? That, that job doesn't exist, but it does. <laughs> She's got it, right? This wealthy family goes, oh, hey, you know what? We, we're looking for somebody just like you. You are? That's pretty cool. You mean, yeah, but I, put, I sent it out on hot jobs or whatever. No. You don't, have to, you don't even have to send out the resume. It's right in here. Right? Isn't that cool? Father, we love you. We praise you. Oh, thank you, Father. Just let us wake up that we're loved, we're whole, we're vibrant, that your riches flow in every area of our life, emotionally, physically, financially. We're sons. We're one. We're sons and daughters, perfectly loved. And what we do within, you made it simple so the child can do it. What we imagine becomes. What we focus on becomes. What we think on becomes. What we feel happens. So we just thank you for that. They can change anything in their life right now because everything that they need for life and godliness has already been given to them. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, come on up.
And what we do with them is going to be done on out.